This is London. Early this morning, two more German planes were destroyed over England. This brought the total of German aircraft shot down over these islands to 129. Of this figure, 62 planes, just under half, have been accounted for in the last fortnight. Two weeks of the most persistent reconnaissance and bombing attacks that England has ever known. During this time, the visits of German aircraft exceeded in number the entire total of raids during the four years of the last war. Between 1914 and 1918, the British coast was crossed only 51 times by bombers and zeppelins. During the short period of darkness last night, German planes reconnoitered a number of districts, but only a few bombs were dropped. And from the few casualties reported and lack of material damage, it is assumed that the bomb loads were jettisoned when the raiders encountered Royal Air Force fighters. It is announced this morning that mercantile tonnage lost through enemy action for the week ending June, July 1st represent six British ships, the total tonnage of 30,377 gross tons. The British Navy has accounted for the Richelieu, France's new 35,000-ton battleship, one of the most powerful warships in the world. It was announced that the action took place early yesterday, but no details are available. The Richelieu was the pride of the French fleet, and there was a report last week that she was in the Atlantic, running trials. Syria remains an important question mark. The frontiers of this French colony are closed. New foreigners are allowed to enter. Telephone, telegraphic, mail, and radio communications have been cut. The British military mission has been told without ceremony to get out of the country. Both the Germans and Italians are reported to be sending agents into Syria. And the British forces in Palestine are watching the rapidly developing crisis in Syria, which it is believed must reach a showdown in the immediate future. The London Times, in a long and closely written editorial this morning, forecasts the future of France. France, it says, will be in all things subservient to German policy. Her resources will be absorbed into the German war machine. She will produce armaments for Germany, food for the German army and the German people, and ultimately will be forced to abandon her industrialism and become once more a land of peasant agriculture. British strength, say the Germans, has rested upon her position as the center of the world's industrial production, and her use of non-industrialized colonies and subject territories overseas as her market, her granary, and her source of raw materials. The German dream is to do the same thing on the continent. Germany is to be the great industrial military power in the center of the continent. The rest of Europe is to be her colonial territory, which will feed and supply her, be a market for German products, but which will not be allowed to industrialize itself in competition with German industry. This plan, says the Times, dovetails with the thinking of men like Marshal Pétain and General Vagan, the royalists and the men on the extreme right, who have always counted on the Catholic peasant to save France from the turbulent and free-thinking industrial worker. Britain has protested to Sweden over the Swedish decision to allow the transport of German war materials and German soldiers across her territory. No one expects the Swedes to alter their decision as a result of the British protest. But the Swedish Foreign Office has flatly denied that Sweden is about to link herself with Germany and become the northern knob on the axis. Last night, Admiral Sir Barry Domville, former chairman of the Link, a pro-Nazi organization, one-time chief of staff of the Mediterranean fleet and director of naval intelligence, was arrested and imprisoned under the defense regulations. He is now in Brixton prison. His wife, Lady Domville, was also detained. According to this morning's Daily Express, Major Quisling, the notorious Norwegian fifth columnist, has found that his treachery didn't pay. All it has brought him is a job as a local Norwegian radio commentator. 
He is now doing broadcast from Oslo, trying to get the Norwegian people to settle down under Hitler. The Express implies that Major Quisling, as a radio commentator, has indeed reached a low station in life. I return you now to CBS in New York. <laughs> 